Well, it's been a heck of a week for the Texas Longhorns, huh? I'm Pete Mundo. We're Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet and a guy who is now a friend of the show, does great work covering the Texas Longhorns. He is Justin Wells at Inside Texas, the managing editor there. And before we dive into it with Justin, a reminder, uh, leave us that rating, review, subscribe to this podcast, and we've got Heartland College Sports koozies to send to you. With a rating and review, send me a screenshot of that rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com, and your koozie will be in the mail. It helps us more than you realize. That's why we're offering these koozies back up in return. And I'll tell you what, uh, our friends at Inside Texas, they were ahead of the curve. And and Justin, that's where I want to start here. Myself and basically everybody in college football said, hey, it looks like Tom Herman's coming back. Chris Del Conte puts out a statement saying that Tom Herman is the head coach. And he did say at the time he will be in 2021. You guys at Inside Texas, you know, you just you weren't buying it. You were a little more skeptical and you were proven right. What happened? Uh, well, uh, to, to simplify it, we trusted our sources. Uh, we felt really confident with the people we speak with inside and out of the program, uh, within, you know, Chris Del Conte's, uh, group and, and, and coach Hartzell, I mean, uh, Jay Hartzell, the president, and we, we just felt like, uh, our sourcing was good. And, and it, to be honest with you, if, if you followed the team and the program for the four years that Herman was there, you should have anticipated this. This is you should have expected more or less because it was a make or break year for 2020. We, I think you and I had talked about it earlier in the year where if Tom Herman couldn't win the big 12 now, he probably never was. And to this case, he wasn't going to, and this was a season where he had the prime opportunity to do that. And it didn't happen. It wound up not happening. And so, uh, like I said, I just, we were very, uh, very blessed and fortunate to, to have good sourcing and, and we've got an excellent team from, from top to bottom, Eric Nolene, Bobby Burton, Jerry Hamilton, Ian Boyd, uh, Joe Cook, and, and, and Scipio Tex. I mean, we've got a great squad, and so we were very fortunate. And now we're just ready for the Steve Sarkeesian area. No, you know, we're, we're getting away from Tom Herman and, and, and focusing on the positive because I think Sarkeesian is already bringing that positive excitement. I know that the, the, there's players on the team that are really excited and fired up about this, this opportunity. And so it's a, it's a new day in Austin. No doubt about it. Now, on the, on the hiring of Steve Sarkeesian, a lot of people felt like if they couldn't get Urban Meyer, then that was it. It was Urban or bust. Obviously, that's not true. Steve Sarkeesian is a guy who, um, you know, we know what happened at USC. There were some problems there both on and then, of course, off the field. Uh, how much concern was there in the vetting process of Steve Sarkeesian where that comes up? Because you and I know, Justin, this Texas job is – arguably the most high-pressure job in the entire sport. So how did that factor into the equation here? With, with, with Coach Sarkeesian? Yes. It, it's a guy that's been through the wars. You wanted a guy that's not coming off a small school conference championship. You wanted a guy that's not coming off of, uh, of, of being you know, you know, somewhere that hasn't been in a pressure cooker situation. And, and to say that, He's been the coach at big schools. Look what he did at Washington, going from, what, 0-12 to a Rose Bowl in a few years. And then at USC, obviously, he had, you know, the, the negative with, with his issues, but that he was building that program. That class of 2015 was going to be outstanding. And so he's seen that. He's been through some of those wars as a head coach at major college programs. 
And then, you know, fast forward, he lands with the Atlanta Falcons, where that team and that offense have not been the same since Sarkeesian has left. He was the OC and play caller when they went to the Super Bowl and obviously had the big lead in the middle of the third quarter uh, that lost to, to the Patriots. But that, that offense hasn't been the same, same since he's he left. Then he goes to Alabama, and he's the first assistant coach in college football history to have a quarterback, running back, and wide receiver at the Heisman ceremony. And so his skins on the wall really lined up with, with what, you know, Chris Del Conte and Jay Hartzell and those guys wanted as a vision for this program. And that's a guy that's been through the wars. He understands it's a pressure cooker in these big programs like Texas, USC, Alabama. He, he, he understands the lay of the land. And really, I'll say that another thing I'm really positive about with this guy, he's going to bring some of the best staffers in the country. You know, Charlie Strong and Tom Herman's first staff were, were, were not ideal. You've got, they were more comfort guys. They were more guys that he was more familiar with that he can trust. And, and you always want to have some of those guys on your staff, guys that, you know, loyal to the soil, you know, your road dogs, ride or die. Mm. But you also, when you take on a big job, you have got to hire that. You got to bring the best because the competition is insane. And that being said, Sarkeesian is, is, has a vision for that. It looks like he is pinpointing some high profile guys because he knows it's a big job. You can't just bring your buddies to Texas to try to win. you got to bring the right guys to Texas, and I think that's all part of the decision to bring him because Sarkeesian's been through the big wars. He's been through the pressure cookers of jobs, and this is almost like a redemption tour for him, and I think this is one of those that could have a really nice ending. Interesting. Justin Wells inside Texas is joining us. So, you know, Justin, when this news broke last weekend, uh, you did see, you know, I don't want to say a lot, but some players – show their support for certain parts of this coaching staff. Uh, Chris Ash got a lot of love that comes to mind, the defensive coordinator right out of the gates. I know that Sarkeesian um, is going to put together his own staff, but what is the mindset of the players, or is this just kind of typical where, hey, you get attached to a coach and um, that happens, but life moves on? Uh, Well, initially, I think all players kind of, they, they, I want to say they almost feel responsible. Because if a player doesn't produce at his position and then his position coach is then terminated, I think it's kind of a sobering reality. You know, it's not obviously the player, that individual player's thought, uh, fault, but they still kind of feel responsible. And that's, that's, a natural, that's a natural reaction. And so you'll see a lot of times with coaching changes how guys will, will come out on Twitter in regard to their position coach or their strength and conditioning coach because – you know, those are the guys you bond with. A lot of times these guys don't have a lot of, to do with the head coach. It's those coordinators. It's the position coaches, the, stat, the support staff that they bond with. And they know that those guys are probably be, probably be about to be unemployed. And so I think part of it kind of hinges on, on that from that regard. But this, the, 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 the team had a team meeting yesterday, and uh, there were 88 players on a, on a Zoom call. And – a couple of the leaders, Rashawn Johnson, Casey Thompson, and Josh Thompson, pretty much spearheaded the meeting. And from what a source inside the program told me, they spoke briefly for five or ten minutes, and they said, look, some of, some of those players had been through a coaching change before at Texas. And they said, listen, the, mo- the most important thing you guys can do right now is immediately buy in on every facet of Coach Sarkeesian. And it was very astute of these, of these kids to up in this program and to lead this meeting and to make sure they told guys you have to stay in shape 
take the, the workout packet you were given after the Alamo Bowl and stick with it. They also went a little bit further and they said, we want you to check on a teammate every day. Because in this COVID pandemic era we're in right now, and with, with mental health being an issue at all levels, that's something these guys are recognizing. Check on each other each day. Check on a guy every single day. Check on a leader each day. Check in and see how they're feeling. To me, that could not have gone any better for Steve Sarkeesian. That's exactly what he needed to have was players taking ownership before he's even in the office. To mm-hmm. me, that's an incredible building block. And I think it's, I, I give credit to the, to the guys in the Texas football program who, who b- brought that up and brought that to the attention and, and began that meeting. And so, so far, it looks like the players, you know, they're always going to have guys that they're attached to, those assistant coaches. It's only natural. You're with these guys every day, 24, I mean, you know, constantly at the college level. But at the end of the day, they're excited about the, the, the new coach. There's, there's an excitement there. And, and I, I don't want to go on an anti-Herman rant, but there's more going to be positivity mm-hmm. within the program. There's going to be a little bit more instead of walking down the hall and maybe getting ignored by a coach, you might get hugged. And I've got to tell you, that's a welcome difference to this program today. And before we keep it rolling with our buddy Justin Wells at Inside Texas, I want to tell you about our friends at mybookie.com, where right now the promo code BIG12, that's BIG12, gets you a 100% sign-up bonus at mybookie.com with the promo code BIG12. That means you put in 100, 200, 250. We got the NFL playoffs coming up. Still got the national championship game on Monday. College basketball is underway. We've got you covered there. At mybookie.com, promo code BIG12, BIG12. You put in 100, 250, 500, and mybookie will match it on the spot. No unlocking it. No, like, five bets, and then you get your money. No, no, no. First-time deposit, mybookie.com with the promo code BIG12. You get the money right out of the gates as we get ready for, you know, the great sports season that continues, right? It's just going to be a heck of a weekend. Six NFL games, national championship on Monday. Get in now, mybookie.com, promo code BIG12. That's big one, too. Very interesting. Justin Wells inside Texas. Well, you know, Justin, that's where I want to kind of dive into here with, with Tom Herman and just – Looking at this season, and and yes, the loss to TCU is a bad, bad loss. Uh, you look at that game, if Keontae Ingram doesn't fumble, it might turn out differently. The Oklahoma loss, multiple overtimes, could have gone either way at the end. Iowa State, a three-point loss. You got three losses by a combined 14 points. I know that Tom Herman did not reach Texas standards. I get that. Uh, but it seems to me that this was more about simply – on the field production and maybe some of what you just said there in terms of the, the feelings around the program. Is that, is that what we're getting at here? Absolutely. It's, it, it's one of those things where, you know, let's give Tom Herman deserves credit. That team went seven and three this year and, and beat Colorado soundly in, in the, in the uh, Alamo bowl. And so give them credit for a seven and three season and, and likely going to finish ranked in the top 25. But you have to look at the bigger picture. That's a micro level. You have to look at it from at a macro standpoint. It, recruiting had gone completely in the tank. And not so much just with finishing the 2021 class on fumes, but going into the 2022 cycle where the state is absolutely loaded top to bottom. And year in and year out, Chris Del Conte is watching as Ohio State Alabama, LSU, 
those big juggernauts are coming in and taking those guys. I mean, look at Alabama. Texas just hired their offensive coordinator. Look at what Alabama took from the state in 2021. The number one left tackle, the number one center, the number one running back, one of the top uh, linebackers, all went to Alabama and all reside in the state of Texas. That's something that has to be squished. And also remember this, Chris Del Conte has been on the job a few years. You're known, your tenure will be remembered at Texas for one thing. How did you hire the football coach? Yeah. Who did you hire at football coach? And I felt like Del Conte had given Herman enough rope to try and, and assemble the best cast of, of, of staffers he can. I know last year, when you fire 70% of your staff, I don't care what happens the next season. That's, and that's, a, that's a sign. That's a tell. That's a really bad tell. And so I think part of that was, that was part of it too. It was just one of those things where it was time to, to bring in a new guy. Chris Del Conte, his career at Texas is going to be based off of his football hire. He's putting his faith in Steve Sarkeesian. And I think at the end of the day, that's what happened with Tom Herman. You know, you say they lost by three, you know, three games by 14 points. You could point to about three or four other games that they won. They maybe should have lost. Yeah, this could have been a three and seventeen easily. If Sam Ellinger's not at quarterback, they may not go. This might not be a five hundred bunch. And so at the end of the day, it just it needed a, a new voice, a new mm -hmm. presence. And don't forget, there's a lot of projects going on in the athletic department with Crystal Conte from the South End Zone, from the Moody Center, the new basketball arena. They're doing so many things, and those things require donations. And if donors are out on the head coach at an alarming rate, and I'm talking almost 100% alignment, that's all Del Conte needed to know because you, you've got to answer to those guys as well. And so with everything going on, it was just a perfect storm that if Herman couldn't get to the Big 12 championship and put themselves in a position to win with this super talented team, there's a chance he probably never would. And at the end of the day, Del Conte had to make that call. So, Justin, I mean, that is just great stuff there. On the recruiting front, uh, Tom Herman had like, great classes in 2018, 2019. You mentioned it dropped off here in the uh, uh, 2020, I guess this would be technically the 21 class. Uh, so I think that those 19 and, and 20 classes, they were very solid top 10 classes in, in each of their own way. The 19 class was absolutely loaded, a top five class, I believe it was. So uh, what is Steve Sarkeesian, a guy who has no ties to Texas, what is he going to do well? Does that mean keeping Brian Carrington, director of recruiting, who's a popular guy, it seems like, around Austin? Or is he just going to go his own way and bring in Texas guys? I think that remains to be seen. He's definitely going to bring some Texas guys with him that at least have Texas ties, let's say that, to in-state. Uh, it's only natural to, to hire guys that are very familiar with the state. And Sarkeesian, in his days at, at, at Alabama, was also familiar with the state of Texas as well. Uh, but it remains to be seen who he's going to bring. I know Brian Carrington is a guy that uh, a, a lot of people are, you know, are fans of. This is a guy that's built his reputation on building relationships, and he's really good at getting, getting in the door, getting his foot in the door with the parents, with the coaches, with the player, and setting up the assistant coaches. He's really good at setting those guys up to say, here, this is what you need to do with player A. You should do this with player B, and be sure you bring this up with player C. Brian Carrington's highly talented and very good at what he does in that regard. If, if, if Sarkeesian's going to keep him, we're, that's an unknown today. I, I do know that there are a few schools that if Carrington becomes available, he's 
going to be one on the top of some short lists. And, and that's good because he's built his reputation on that. But at the end of the day, I want you to remember, the University of Texas, a lot of times in recruiting, sells itself. Mm-hmm. That logo in this state, regardless if they're winning or if they're losing, is always relevant. And so if you can bring in a guy, I mean, Herman recruited really, really well the first three years at Texas. And he's not what you would call, you know, a, a top-notch recruiter or closer. But it's because if you have positive energy at the University of Texas, players feel that. Prospects feel that. High school coaches feel that. And it, and it, becomes, it becomes galvanizing. And, and you see guys building big classes at Texas. And so uh, I think Brian Carrington's a guy that they should retain. I think he's a guy that's built a great base and foundation for what the Texas football program's about. Sarkeesian's his own guy, and he might have an idea of his own guy. He might want, you know, one of the guys he worked with at USC in the past. He might bring a guy that he worked with at Alabama. Uh, you know, it's going to be fun to see who, who, who that guy is. But I will say this, you know, keeping Brian Carrington, to me, would be in the plus column for Sarkeesian in this football program moving forward. But that decision remains to be seen. Interesting. Hey, Justin, last thing, and we got plenty of time to talk about what 2021 is going to look like, but how are Texas fans not excited by Casey Thompson and is, listen, I know it's uh, the second half of the Alamo Bowl against a mediocre Pac-12 team, but man, I'll tell you what, I I, I respect the heck out of what Sam Ellinger did for this team, did for this program, but I'm just excited to see Casey Thompson, Hudson Card, what that looks like, kind of that next, um, um, that next offense for Texas with B. John Robinson in that backfield. Uh, what do you think this quarterback play is going to look like here as we get towards next season? I think we're going to see a real good open competition this spring. I think Sarkeesian saw some of the – it's probably familiar with the parts that he has on offense. You know, this is a guy that had Reggie Bush. This is a guy that, that knows how to utilize offensive players. He's an incredible play caller. And so – you're going to have an open competition. Give Casey Thompson credit. Yes, like you said, it was a it was a pretty bad team, and, and it was in, in a game that was, you know, hindering on going on a blowout. But he made four throws in this in that game that were outstanding, regardless yeah. of who he's going against, the pressure, the situation, moving his pocket. Uh, just, he did so many things that you think that is something this this offense needs. This, that's something that could jumpstart it. And there's a guy behind him named Hudson Card who has got all the mechanics, all the tools, beautiful passer, really got a great demeanor to be a Texas football quarterback. He's kind of California cool. He doesn't get too high. He never gets too low. So Sarkeesian is walking into a really good situation when you've got an offensive line that returns the first seven guys from the Alamo Bowl. You've got the two quarterbacks that are going to be battling. You've got a good recruit coming in, and Charles Wright that's going to be a, a big guy. They split from Iowa State. And then you got B. John Robinson. you got Rashawn Johnson. you got Keontae Ingram if he decides to stay. And you've got some young receivers that you saw later in the season, and it makes you wonder, why weren't these guys playing more? Why weren't these offensive linemen playing more? Why wasn't B. John Robinson playing more? The guy finished with over 700 yards rushing this season in basically four games, eight over eight yards per carry, which set a record at the University of Texas. And so there's, you're going to see some excitement with the quarterback position. There's going to be some competition there. Sarkeesian is known as a quarterback guy. And I, I think there's some excitement there. And then, look, B. John Robinson, he's the new face of this program. He's going to be the guy that everyone looks to. He's the guy that's already on the Heisman odds list. 
for good reason. And I can tell you without any hesitation, if you think B. John Robinson is a good running back, he's twice that as a person. Hmm. And that res that resonates so strongly in this program. There are seniors on this team that respect and look up to Bijan. They are inspired by Bijan. He has that sort of charisma. And I think Sarkeesian is walking into a really, really good situation with the competition and the guy that he's got. Wow. Well, I'm excited by that. I think Texas fans should be as well. He's Justin Wells, InsideTexas.com. Those guys are doing awesome work over there. And, Justin, thanks for all your perspective. You guys have uh, been the leaders on this stuff on the reporting side, and uh, we appreciate all you do. We'll talk to you soon. Pete, we appreciate you, brother. I appreciate the opportunity. I love catching up with you, man, and let's do this again soon. And we definitely will with Justin Wells of Inside Texas doing great work there. Don't forget about our friends at MyBookie.com. We're with the promo code BIG12. Big one, too. You get a 100% sign-up bonus out of the gates. And, uh, of course, leave us a rating and a review on this podcast. It helps more than you realize, and that's why we've got free Heartland College Sports koozies. When you leave a rating and a review and send me a screenshot of that rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. You guys are awesome. Have a great rest of your week. Hit that subscribe button, and we'll talk to you soon.